It's Nia. I create custom couture wedding veils for my unapologetically fabulous brides through my brand, Love Always by Nia Imani. Check me out at niaimani.com. Oh, hey, friend, hey. (laughs) (laughs) Don't sound so down. We're back. Girl, it's been a, a test of tests, but you know what? You're right. I'm grateful that we're here. Me too. We have been traveling and we are back at home base. Yes, and Lord. it's been it's been an eventful last couple of weeks for me and you've been gone for about a week, right? Yeah, man. It's been eventful to say the least. I don't know if there's a word that describes what has transpired in the past. I want to say what two, maybe three weeks in our lives. But uh, <laughs> roller coaster pretty much sums it up. But it's been a good ride. Yeah, I've had tons of fun going up and down the East Coast, visiting all my friends, or not all of them, but a lot of my friends and family. And that is actually the topic of today. Yes, it's exciting. <laughs> I'm excited about this. This actually coincides with my journey that I'm currently on, the 28 Days of Happiness. Uh, oh, yeah. For those who don't know, every year for my birthday, which is the month of August, uh, my whole birthday is the whole month of August, by the way. Uh, but- <laughs> As it should be. <laughs> 31 days of Kenesha, guys. Um, but no, seriously, for those who don't know, I do something every year for my birthday. And this year I decided to take a journey with friends and family and people that I know who personify happiness. And so 28 Days of Happiness was born. And I think, I don't even know what day I'm on, but click on the hashtag 28 Days of Happiness on Instagram and follow my page and you will see just just happy stuff. And so I'm excited to be doing this topic because family and siblings roll into what happiness means to me. So you want to tell them the topic, Nia Bia? Yeah, so we're talking about birth order. And so that basically is the order in which you and your siblings came into this world mm-hmm. and the per- personality traits that co- usually coincide with our birth orders. And Kanisha and I are both from a family of lots of siblings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, I will only touch on my immediate um, siblings because I know most about them. My steps and all those love them, but love them from afar. Yep. So I can't really <laughs> give too much insight about that because then it gets all jumbled up. Right. But yeah. Um, we definitely, I think, have distinct personality traits. I am the youngest of four girls. And, um, yeah, I am a princess. <laughs> I, I, was, I will claim that title. And I was spoiled to an extent. I wasn't spoiled rotten. Like, my mom was able to do a lot of things with me that she wasn't able to do with my sisters. Mm-hmm. Um, a quick background is my oldest sister was 21 when I was, when I was born. The middle one was 16, and then the youngest was 15 when I was born. So they all had, like, a full life. Yeah, <laughs> they were grown. By the time, <laughs> Right, by the time I came into the world. And so it was just the youngest one who was still at home when um, I was born. My oldest sister already had two kids. So, mm. yes, I have two nieces that are older than me. I have most of my nieces and nephews after that are around my age. So we kind of grew up, like, siblings mm-hmm. in a sense and then my sisters were like my aunts slash guardians slash caregivers like they took on all types of roles and that eventually evolved over the years but we'll go into that a little later so 
want to give us a little background about you and your sibling? Yeah, girl. Uh, so I have uh, bonus siblings. Not bonus. Uh, that's not the right word. I, I mean, I don't <laughs> like to call them step because they're my brothers and sisters. But uh, my immediate mm-hmm. siblings that I grew up with, it's just three of us on my mom's side. Um, me and my, my two younger sisters. I am the eldest head honcho of the household. So okay. I was... Uh, I was the princess only because my dad's side of the family didn't have girls. And so they treated me, they called me the queen. Uh, my <laughs> grandma still calls me uh, Princess Di or the queen whenever I'm around her. Uh, so I love that. Um, but I'm the oldest girl on my dad's side, second oldest. I have a brother who uh, is days older than me. And <laughs> you uh, like that. Yeah, I mean, hey, who can control that? I actually was born preemie, so it's my fault. I was supposed to be born in October, <laughs> popped up in August, like, oh, hello, world, I'm here. Because she waits for no one. Yeah, on my own time, <laughs> on my own time, people. Um, All right. So, yeah, so I'm the second oldest on my dad's side, but the oldest girl's still the same. And basically, my brother and I are twins, so I say I'm the oldest still because <laughs> he's six days older, then that doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I, fine. I grew up in a household with just my two sisters, um, spent tons of time with my, my two brothers, and um, I have two younger siblings who are 12 and 11. Yeah. Okay. So, so it's a fun dynamic. Babies. Yeah, girl. I don't even know. <laughs> I was 16 when my sister was born, and I was uh, 17 when my brother was born. All right. Yeah. Well, fun. <laughs> we both have a lot of interesting <laughs> dynamics in our families. So, yes, what, ma'am. What would you say you can identify about the youngest sibling in your family? Because I'm oh. curious to hear what kind of qualities we share being that I'm okay. the youngest of mine, if any. Yeah. So I've got this birth order thing down pat for the most part. And it usually works when you have um, an odd number of people, right. an odd number of siblings, including yourself. So three, five, seven. <laughs> You're right. First of all, I almost got attacked by pigeons. Uh-uh. <laughs> See, you don't even know that. I'm outside and it's hot and the pigeons are swooping in on me because I'm small. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> um, she might be the oldest, but she be it the smallest. I definitely am literally um, the smallest. No, my, my 11-year-old and 12-year-old siblings are my height at this oh, point yeah. in time. And so Sheesh. I will be, yeah, nobody cares. <laughs> uh, but so, okay, back to the topic at hand. So birth order. Okay, so for the baby, right, and my, I'm going to talk about my sister who I lived with. Um, mm-hmm. She's the baby. And the babies are coddled and not coddled in a sense that like uh, they, they can't do wrong in a sense they can't, right? They're the, the, the ones that are like softened a bit. People kind of just like let them do their thing because people are tired as hell. Like your parents then raised all these other kids. They don't got no energy. They mm-hmm. leave it to your siblings. Like, all right, y'all got to do something with them too because y'all are <laughs> old enough to figure it out for them. And um, one of the things that I realized is that because we, me being the first and then my middle sister, we kind of did tr- two different paths. So I was the, the goody two shoes. I, I was the, uh, the, the good kid. And my other sister was the, the rebel of sorts, the middle child. Okay. Um, and so she did her path and I did mine. And we kind of learned all the ways to and to not do things. And so by the time my sister, the baby, was born and she grew up we kind of had already mapped out her life like hey don't do this do this 
don't do this, do that. So she didn't have to do too much in terms of failing or learning by herself because she had us to do it for her. Right. Um, so she was protected by that. And it wasn't very intentional. I mean, how, how are you not going to, you know, tell your sibling, like, hey, don't go that route if you know that that route is bad. Right. You know? And so in the long run, it creates a little bit of a dynamic where it's like they like you just got to do stuff for yourself sis like I can't <laughs> you know and so yeah. that's why people always think like the baby is like oh the softened one and I don't think it's intentional all the time I just think that when you have older siblings who've done stuff and lived life before you you kind of don't have to go through the same ish that they went through and it's a good thing that is a hundred percent true that last mm-hmm. part because I like I said I'm the youngest and I didn't necessarily um, grow up in the same household with my sisters. Like I mm-hmm. said, they were older. So I have two kind of dynamics. I'm the youngest and I'm also like the only because mm. I grew up as the only child in my household. Gotcha. So, um, but yeah, I was able to hear the stories about what my sisters and them did, the mm-hmm. good and the bad and the ugly. Mm-hmm. And the number one, um, I guess, piece of advice I was given on a regular basis is to not Mm. have kids Mm. (laughs) anytime soon (laughs) and they didn't even have to actually say it because I grew up around all my nieces and nephews and that was birth control within itself (laughs) so (laughs) I was just you already knew right I knew not to go that route so that was enough to scare me into not being a teen mom but um yeah it definitely rings true because I didn't have to now I could have absolutely went down the wrong path if I wasn't paying attention but I chose to pay attention because I wanted to be, um, I, I didn't want their struggles to be in vain. And yeah. I took that on early on. Like I paid attention to what was going on and I said, all right, that's what they tried. It didn't work out that way. I'm going to do this. Or these are things that they did well. I'm going to do that too. Mm-hmm. So I did have, okay. the, I, have it, I had it great because I was able to see the good, the bad, and ugly and choose the best parts of all of it. And try to emulate that. Now, did I turn out perfect? No, that was never the goal. But I think I was able to take on a lot of the, the great qualities from my sisters. And I appreciate them from, for that. I'm yeah, com- confident because of them. They were always like, you, when you go out the house, you represent us. Mm. So that's where that comes from. Yeah. I learned how to you know, keep myself together. My sisters taught me how to do my hair, my eyebrows. Oh, my God, my eyebrows. Because <laughs> I would have had a whole unibrow in middle school. Listen, and people are not nice in middle school. So. <laughs> Can we talk about Nia Eyebrow Appreciation Day? Because I feel like you need a devoted day to. Oh, thank I you. I just want to tell y'all, Nia is the brow slayer. I don't know <laughs> if you've ever seen her brows, but if you haven't, just just go ahead and search. Just matter of fact, Google her. Ask about her, okay? Because you the eyebrows what? stay on point. And I put in my appointments on a um, daily basis with her because. <laughs> I just need to make sure that for the next 12 months, Mosh is together. And they and will be. I got you. Yeah. I Listen, got you. I don't and play I any games. We go to events and everyone starts sexting her like, okay, Nia, what time? Are you available? Are you bringing your kit? And she yes. always has her kit. She's always ready. We're always booked. Yep. Just stays booked and blessed. Okay. <laughs> so. I appreciate that. Shout out my eyebrows on my babies. <laughs> I, I just... I appreciate them so much because they're nice yeah. and thick. And I appreciate the fact that I know how to do them. Now, I only tweeze eyebrows. So mm-hmm. don't, don't hit me up talking about, oh, can you thread my eyebrows? Can you wax? Mm-hmm. Nope, nope, nope. Mm-hmm. I have not mm-hmm. taken the time to get to know that side of 
the business, I'm just going to stick with my tweezer and my razor and call it a day. But yes, um, they taught me all that. And yeah. um, it was it was really good. Now, I also have the only child syndrome in a sense because okay. the world did revolve around me for a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it did. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, you, you live and you learn, you grow up and you understand that people had to go through things in order for me to be here. And I had to be appreciative of that. So I think I grew out of that faster than an actual only child might mm. and if you're an only child listening to this tell us we have an email address you thought it we said it at gmail.com did you had it how was it for you growing up as an only child or the youngest child because I can relate to both now Kanisha's going to give us more information about the middle child and oldest um because yes I have you know middle I don't know how does it work because it's four of us It's like there's my oldest sister, then there's two in the middle, and then there's me. So I guess the middle ones are the middle ones. So that's actually a pretty interesting question. And I think that when you do have an even number of children, the dynamic depends on the personality traits. So for example... um, even though I was raised with my two sisters, like my dad has six kids, right? And that leads a different dynamic because I'm not quite the oldest, but I still have the oldest mentality. But I also was treated like the baby, the baby mm-hmm. um, because I was the first girl. So then it has to do with a whole bunch of other, you know, characteristics. Uh, gender roles play a huge part in that, right? Because I do feel like, and we know this to be true, that women mature at a different rate than men. Faster. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say it, but, you know, when she's right, she's right. She knows this. Um, so, yeah, you know, it, it depends on gender. It depends on who you're raised with. It, it's so many other factors that play a part. But I do still think that the older you are, the more leader-like qualities you may have unless you were raised as an only child then you have to fend for yourself right so then you have to be a leader by nature mm-hmm. um and we have friends who were our only children and i think that they are both leaders and they have strong personalities as well yeah and even though they maybe have been raised around a lot of siblings i mean around a lot of you know cousins and family members they still are only children in yeah. their dynamic, but yet they're like oldest children as well. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking about my sisters because um, before I came along, the youngest was the youngest. Mm-hmm. And so she does have those princess qualities too. Right. And then the middle child, she's, she's definitely a middle child. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> You're definitely a middle child. Though. <laughs> and my oldest sister is is her. And so... <laughs> I love my sisters dearly, and yeah, yeah we, um, I can definitely see that there is a correlation with birth order and personality. And, of course, you know, you, just like with the zodiac signs, you can pick and choose different qualities from different things mm-hmm. and have them match who you are as a person, but I think overall, your assignment yeah. speaks to who you are as a person. For sure. And I mean... This, like Nia said, this doesn't apply to everyone. Like, right. this is not the rule. Like, if you were born first, you're going to turn out this way. Like, no. <laughs> Clearly, that's right. not the rule. But I do think that it's really just dependent on how you were raised, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it just makes a difference. So, in my experience, the the 
oldest child is the leader because we are automatically told like you have to take care of your 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 baby sister right you know baby brother um and you're raised as like the cautionary kid right like they don't know what they're doing Mm -hmm. and so you're a beta test baby right like yeah like they're just trying everything out on you like oh my god did they die okay they didn't die they're good (laughs) and so you're like strong-willed right because you've been through so much you're like the kid and depending on how old your parent is you might be the kid who got tested too at a young age Mm. right because for me i feel like i had to grow up at a young age because my mom was still growing up yeah she wasn't super young she was 23 when she had me but 23 it's still young it's young as hell like we're still trying to adult at 20 like, and i can't i cannot imagine so kudos to everyone who has a kid <laughs> like, at this point uh, um special shout out to my niece slash sister <laughs> who's pregnant with her princess <laughs> like she's superwoman because i can't even imagine girl like i am still a child uh, shout out to my sister and my nephew because i spent a day with him and i'm <laughs> exhausted <laughs> Don't know how y'all do it. So y'all are adult adulting, and right. we're like just like adulting. <laughs> That's we it. are adulting. Uh, and we are making it look fancy. Yeah. Um. But yes, we are drinking wine with sippy straws right now because clearly <laughs> that's what life is. It really um, is. But no, so you, we're beta test babies, right? And we have to do certain things, and depending on how old your parents are, like you go through life experiences with them, and you grow up with them. Right. So you do have a special bond, but you also have to be like like your you just have to get things right and you have to kind of lead the way and you, you there's so much on you there's so much responsibility and that's something that I grew up feeling a lot of like mm. really guilty if something happened to my sisters because I'm the protector like yeah. I've got to watch out for them and I also felt like there was a lot of pressure for me to be great because they were watching me right like mm. oh don't do that you know your sisters are watching you like they see everything they want to do everything they're following even when you don't think they're following yeah and so it was like you can't fuck it up yeah you've got to get it right and so that's why in that way the first child is like the natural born leader because mm-hmm. that pressure is already put on you that there's people behind you sis yeah don't fuck it up but that also speaks to your personality and character too because i'm sure you can count a lot of oldest children <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who had that pressure in a sense but chose to just say oh fuck I'm gonna do whatever <laughs> I want right, to do and right. fuck shit up anyway yeah. so you're just innately great clearly thanks Ryan. and yeah <laughs> and just you know continue to flourish in that way but I appreciate that, that. that's that's great that you took on that. Yeah. I mean, I know it's a lot of stress. Still. To this day. <laughs> Let you know my life. <laughs> to this day. But you know what? I think as we're growing and evolving, we're learning to not take on as much um, responsibility for everyone else's success. Yeah. Although we want them to do as best as they can because we can see their potential, especially our siblings. For sure. But, you know, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. And we're just, you know, we got to do us, lead by example, like you've been doing. Right. And they'll fall in line. They'll figure it out. And, and you know, it's funny that you say that. I think that my middle sister was my greatest teacher. She's actually the reason that I'm a life coach. Hmm. Yeah. Didn't know that. Yeah. She's, like, the one who made me intrigued by the mind. Hmm. Because I didn't understand hers. Yeah. And I was like, I got to crack this. Like, it was like a code <laughs> for me, you know? My dad, too. My dad was like, Kenesha, reverse psychology. Like, he taught me the actual meaning of reverse psychology and mm-hmm. how to, like, use it on your siblings in a way to, like, get them to do things that they thought was their idea yep. so that they wouldn't say no to you. Mm-hmm. Like, he introduced that whole concept for me. And that got me, like, the, the, the wheels turning. And then I wanted to be a psychologist and a child psychologist at that 
And then when I got to Howard and I was like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> um, I'm glad you weren't in the communications building. Girl. You were up on the top of the hill with me. I would have died. <laughs> I spent a week in non-school of B-Land and I was like, ah, this is just not me. <laughs> not even a full week. I transferred into the school of B during my first week of really? classes. I didn't even know you weren't a business major right away. No, girl. I, I started Howard as a psychology it. major. Yeah, I did know that, but it's been so uh, long. It's been 10 years, but... It's crazy. I wouldn't expect you to remember that, but my def- <laughs> definitely uh, my acceptance letter says psychology major. Okay. Um, and then I begged to get into school <laughs> of B, and they made it an exception. Perfect. We saw the greatness. That's how it works. Um, yes. Uh, and so, um, my middle sister. Yes, I was like, wait, what was I saying? <laughs> so, through her, I had to like learn the mind, right, and learn how to get people to do things that you wanted them to do without telling them to do it because she was rebellious is hell Mm. like the comparison was always her to me Mm. me to her and so she rebelled because she did not want to be in my spotlight she didn't want to be like me like everybody pushed her to do that yeah in school and house all that stuff and she just needed to create her own identity and in doing so did the wrong Mm. things so that she could create her own identity and i respect it now because i get it yeah but growing up I was looking at her like, you are crazy, sis. What is happening? I'm a good person. You need this. Right. Um, but now we have such a such a great foundational relationship in the sense that we can have conversations. And it's not like I'm telling her what to do, but I'm guiding her in, in a way. Mm-hmm. But I wait for her to ask for the guidance. Like, yeah. I've learned to not push my expertise my knowledge my awareness my experiences on my siblings yep. because that is overbearing as fuck yep. and as oldest children because we are the teacher the leader the boss right mm-hmm. my sister used to call me the boss <laughs> that was like my nickname um but because we're innately like bred this way in a sense you kind of feel like i gotta tell y'all what to do like yeah. i gotta get this right you yeah. know i don't want them to fail because they're my si- siblings like yeah. i can't but I've also learned that they will push back hard. Oh, yeah. Because who sure. wants to be you? Nobody. Exactly. So, so yeah, that was that was one of the reasons I became a life coach and, and got into the whole mind and mind shift um, work. Mm-hmm. And it's also a great skill that I learned. And I'm perfecting now. I think I'm doing pretty good at it. You know, yeah. my siblings listening to me. But, again, I wait for them to come to the advice. Like, oh, hey, girl, so I'm yes. trying to do this. How do I do it? Instead of me saying, girl, so. Right. You know? Right. Like, no, I get it. Because I stopped getting un- giving unsolicited advice mm. probably about five years ago, mm, three years ago. Mm-hmm. Because similarly, I have a lot of experience, a lot of knowledge in this particular area in finance. And I got into finance because my family doesn't know what to do with their finances. Mm. So I wanted to you know, help us be better and do better. Because I always knew I was going to create an empire which mm-hmm. I'm starting and Yay. I wanted to be able to manage my money effectively and right. I tried to give them all the information I had and we would clash because of that because sometimes they weren't ready for that information mm-hmm. and as you know people are not going to accept anything until they're ready for it themselves right. so I actually had a falling out with one of my sisters because I was trying to you know give her advice about her finances and stuff and she knew she needed it I knew she needed it, but she wasn't ready to receive it. Yeah. So after that, I'm like, you know what? I don't have any space in my life to be beefing with any of my family. Mm-hmm. You're either in my life or you're not, and my sisters are going to be. So yeah. I'm like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I'm going to let this cool off. Let 
you know, let it pass and then we'll come together when it's time. And we did, of course. We're mm-hmm. great now. Um, but yeah, that was case in point one way that I realized, you know what, you can't push the information that you think that they should know. And so, yeah, I just took a step back and we're better for it. Yay. And when they're ready to ask me advice about certain things, they do. We're and right I there. see it. Right. And I drop my little nuggets mm-hmm. where I can mm-hmm. inadvertently, like on social media, because, you know, we all follow each other. Yeah. And I know that they're paying attention and mm-hmm. they see and yes, I'm the youngest, but like I said before, I was able to learn from everyone's mistakes up right. until I was, you know, an adult. So I took it upon myself to say I was going to do the right thing and try to be as great as I can be. Mm-hmm. And I have to give back. And so that's that's just my motive. That's why I do what I do. Everything I do is for them. Yeah. So I want them to see that what they went through wasn't in vain and we're going to make it together. I love we it. are. Okay, so question for you. Yes. What is one thing that you still do that gives off baby vibes, last child vibes? Uh, yeah. As I sit here with my crown, my fake crown <laughs> on my head. Let's see. Um, ooh, what do I still do? I expect everyone <laughs> to... <laughs> see me when I come to town. <laughs> I mean, like, hello, I'm here. Right. I'm available. Come love on me. Mm-hmm. I love attention from my family. I love attention from the people I love. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I want that. Mm. And I don't know if that's an only child thing or a youngest child or whatever child, but I think it might be. Because yeah. yeah, I think the youngest child gets a lot of the attention. For sure. I definitely did growing up because, yeah. you know, I was a baby by far. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I definitely, <laughs> I, I, I seek that's that That's your thing? Yeah, that's my thing. Like, give what me, do you mean you got to work? Right. Give me the love. I said 48 hours. I bribed them. Like, my <laughs> last sister, <laughs> my last trip. My sister, she did like a 12-hour shift or something. I'm like, I will buy you a drink. Just uh, come uh, see me. Come see me. What do you mean? And she did. Yeah. So, yeah, that's me. Okay. I like the attention. I love it. What about you? Do you have any oldest tendencies that you still do? Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm still a boss. <laughs> I am still like, you know what I am? I'm very overprotective of mm. people. I am still like, I've yeah. got to look at, we talked about yeah. this today, like, I've got to look out for everybody. <laughs> like, I still, my nickname from, like, my mom, my aunts, they call me mama, yeah. right? Like, I was the mother, like, mama hen, I'm the smallest one, <laughs> yet, like, bark matches my bite, like, <laughs> I'm out here, and I'm super overprotective of my friends and family alike. Mm-hmm. So, I still have that, like, once you're in my circle, I feel a sense of, um, like, I have to watch out for you. Yeah. Like, you're, you've got to be okay. Yeah. And if you're not, I'm like, oh, who did it? Right. Where they at? Yeah. No, do I, when do I have to pull up? Mm-hmm. No, 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 not if. Like, what time? Yeah. Matter of fact, I'll be there. Just don't even worry <laughs> about it, you know? So that is the, the oldest child in me that's always yeah. like, I got to watch out for my friends. I got to make sure that my people are good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's good. It I, is. I appreciate it. <laughs> I don't know if your friends appreciate it, but... Not so much. We don't okay. have many. <laughs> um, no. It'll be okay. It's good. You know what the good part about it is? And I think that in everything, in all of our qualities, 
balance. Yes. Right? Because yeah. it used to cause me anxiety. Mm. Literally ended up in the hospital almost giving myself a heart attack at 20. Mm. Trying to worry about things. Literally. That, like, legit, y'all, ended up in the hospital with, like, the doctor telling me, like, so you want to die at 21 like because you're not you might not make it and i was like oh okay right you gotta chill out um so like worrying about what other people are doing in their lives and kind of taking on their their pains and their issues trying to make it my own because i felt this sense of and i don't want to say ownership accountability for other people's lives being okay right like because i was pushed to always worry about other people Mm -hmm. that i took it on way too much and blamed myself if things went wrong in other Mm. people's lives right like tried to make the best for everybody ended up almost killing myself and then i literally remember it was june Mm. and i was laid up in that bed and i i looked up and my mom and my sisters were there my uncle was there and i'm like all the people that i'm worried about are fine yeah you know like they're fine here i am with all these machines Mm. i hate hospitals absolutely Ugh. hate everything about them from the cold ass air to that sickening death smell Mm-mm. like it just turns my stomach and the fact that i was in there for three days was just like the worst thing ever for me right and so when i looked up at all these people like checking on me to make sure i'm okay i'm like if something happens to me they're actually gonna be fine yeah and i've done enough to so that they are gonna be fine yeah and so after that i've learned the balance in like taking um having accountability for making sure that people are good because i never want you to say that you didn't know if i know something Mm -hmm. like i want to be there if you need the information i also am not gonna force it on you right that's balance right there yes and i'm glad you realized that girl it's because some people never do they never they spend their whole lives shit living for other people making sure everyone else is better before they are yeah and kill themselves in the process i'm glad it didn't take you there you go almost that got far, there girl. Almost, <laughs> we're on the brink and almost didn't graduate together Sis, but here we are that was the worst experience we're of good. one of the worst experiences of my life i was like oh okay Let's see what's happening yeah well i'm glad you made it through but you're right about the balance because there was a point in time where i was just distraught that my oldest sister wasn't fucking with me like that mm-hmm. and she still really isn't to this day but so I was an oops baby. Mm. They called me the mistake because okay. my mom was 37 when she had me, turning 38 that year. Gotcha. She had already had three children, mm-hmm. started when she was 16, had the last, but she, I think she was 21. And then boom, 16 years later, 15 years later, here I come. Oh, okay. And they grew up in a different kind of world than I did. Yeah, they were, it was a lot sure. more strict. There were a lot more rules. Um, and when I was born, it was the 90s. Like my mom had already been there, done that with a lot of things. A lot of people, mm-hmm. her religion changed, like so things were more lenient. She was still very um, kept me close, yeah. to keep me safe, because I was growing up as an only child essentially then. But um, I guess my sisters didn't really understand right. how I was able to grow up with a lot more leniency than they did. Mm-hmm. My two youngest sisters came around faster than my oldest one did, mm. but it killed me that she, you know, didn't really come around like that like Mm. i would be at her house but i was always playing with the kids because we were the same age Mm -hmm. but you know even as i got older like in my teenage years my sis my other two sisters were more so around and they were like that sounding board but the oldest one like just wasn't around and me being the youngest needing that attention i'm like how dare she like what how dare you not want me (laughs) i am the baby (laughs) right like you're supposed to be my big sister right what are you doing and so that was that I don't know. I felt 
not abandoned, but like ignored by mm-hmm. her. And I didn't, I couldn't come to terms with that. And so I realized like, that's her own yeah. insecurity. That's yeah. her own issue. Like I didn't do anything to her. I just right. got, I was born. Right. I didn't ask to be here. Yeah. Like I was just here. I didn't rub any of my experiences in their face. Yeah. I actually, we always tried to include my nieces and nephews in a lot of the things I did because they were my age. So like, I if I put it in the sense where if I were her, I would want to live vicariously through me right. if that were the case. And yeah. so that was also my drive to be great and show them that I'm not here in vain. Right, <laughs> you know? right. Like, I wasn't a mistake I've for no accomplished. reason. Right, I've yeah. done some things. So once I decided to let go of her insecurity yeah. and not take it on as my own, I stopped feeling the need to get her attention. And right. I... Like, hey, I'm here. I'm actually um, good. Right. I'm, I'm okay. And, yeah. You know, she, I guess, will get over it eventually. And we never had an actual in-depth conversation about it. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of conversations that need to be had gotcha. in my family yeah. before we even get to mine. Because there's years and years of things right, where my little existence is not is like a drop in the bucket. But yeah. I love her just the same. Mm-hmm. I would never hold that against her. She, But I'm talking about it here because ah. <laughs> I'm sure somebody can relate. Yeah. And she doesn't listen either. And if she did listen, then maybe she'll give me a call. I'm like, hey, so you talking about me? Yes, I'm talking said. about you. <laughs> I heard what you said. Middle child told her I'm talking Ooh. about her because I know you listening. <laughs> this is hilarious. All right. But yeah, so we, balance. Like deciding that I'm not going to hold on to those things that are not mine yeah and only take on those that are um help me not be the little pretty pretty princess um spoiled and throwing a fit about somebody right. not showing me attention because they're not required to also that's the thing like she's not required to you know there's no handbook for this at all but she didn't show up to my graduations but here okay. there's that yeah <laughs> there's that too and we're good right uh, but no um yeah, it's a balance of knowing you know the difference between what i should take on and yeah what i shouldn't and that's the battle i'm not willing to fight anymore man you know our lives parallel a lot mm-hmm. and in that sentiment that's one of the things that I'm trying to avoid with my youngest siblings. Yeah. Because we don't have the same moms. And they're 16 years younger than, you know. Mm. I was 16 when they were born. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're 16 years and 17 years younger than me. Yeah. Almost. And so for me, it's like there's a, there's a huge disconnect there. I don't know nothing that, like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I, and we don't, we haven't lived together. We didn't really grow up together. Like, I spend time with them whenever I can, but... They live in a different state. Like, it's just a whole different dynamic. But I never want them to think that I'm not there. Mm. I never want them to think that I don't care. And I don't want it to be when they're 16 and me showing up for things. So I do try to, like, call, you know, still talk to them. I never want them to feel like because I'm so far removed and I have a whole life, like, Mm -hmm. and I'm so close to my other siblings. Yeah. I don't want them to feel like I don't, you know, like, I don't fuck with them. Yeah. But you're cognizant of it already, so right. you're making an effort, right? Right, you're doing what you got to do so that they don't feel that way. Yeah, but it still may come to the point where because I, I've never been to a graduation. Mm. I've been to one birthday party. Mm. I've, you know, like, and it's not by choice. Right. I don't know about these things most of the time, and they've lived in another country at some point in time, so mm-hmm. I've missed a lot of that. Like, it's just so many factors that play a role into this, and yeah. I do try to make an effort to be there, yeah. but. Again, there's a whole disconnect, you know, yeah. in the dynamic that 
that I I had nothing to do with. Right. And so even though I'm still trying to be present, sometimes I feel like it's not enough. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes I do want to do more. I wish I could, like, have them hang out with me for, like, two weeks and, you know, like, really get to... Like, I know who they are. Yeah. But I don't know them. Right. And that bothers me because I don't want to be old and, you know, have a baby. And then it's like, oh, hey, here's your niece. And right. you grow with them. You know, yeah. like... I don't want that to happen, but in my heart, I feel like it's kind of inevitable. Uh, I mean, but the fact that you're even thinking about it and saying yeah. these things, like a lot of people aren't that evolved. You're right. And you're doing what you can to your extent. Like right. living states across from each other, it's hard to yeah. actually be there for a graduation. Now, they're 10 and 11, so, I mean, for me, if yeah, you're not graduating from at least high school right. and definitely college, I'm not coming because you're supposed to graduate from <laughs> kindergarten. That's a recommendation. You're supposed I mean, to graduate from middle school, right? Yeah. And, yes, it's great to be able to be there, and it was a lot more efficient for us growing up because, because everyone was in the same area. Mm-hmm. But now that, you know, people are branching out, I think people get it. Yeah. But the fact that you're even thinking about them and wanting to be there for them just says a lot that you're not going to take it there where you're having a baby and they don't even know. Like, right. You know, you'll you'll be fine. They'll be fine. I'm praying on it because that is literally one of the fears of my life. Like my siblings feeling like I don't love them mm. because that's so not true. And I would literally go to bat and kill as the same way I would do for my friends. I would... Uh, a thousand percent do for my siblings for goddamn sure definitely so so yeah that's that's one of the things that bothers my spirit yeah. about you know having siblings that are super younger than me like oh mm-hmm. shoot do they think i forgot about them yeah but i do remember birthdays i'm so good about birthdays that's everybody good. i'm a birthday queen uh. i don't i don't fuck up <laughs> my sister's birthday is the fourth of july so i really Aww. don't remember don't forget that and yeah my that's birthdays. easy uh, December 11th. Okay. So I can remember that. Yeah. But, um... Well, maybe he'll get to stop by before we flee the country. <laughs> I'm hoping so. <laughs> that would be because, nice, Because, right? uh, you know. Um, yeah. so yeah, that's, that's fun. I think that, um, I don't know. What, what is something that you're, let's see. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> what? What is something that your siblings would say was a great quality that you added to the dynamic when you were born? Oh, man. Um, I think I was a distraction <laughs> from, from whatever they from were doing. them, with. yeah. Right. But then as I got older, I was so independent, and I was such an authoritarian in my head. I'm like, <laughs> first of all, I'm walking around here 11 years old with, nine and ten year old nieces and nephews right and i'm talking about y'all gotta call me aunt nia <laughs> and you will not get don't to play, play. you cannot play until don't you play call me, me auntie <laughs> don't. so i became like an aunt right. at a like literally at a young age and or before i was born but i made it known too so then i was watching them so they can go and party right like, i was bartending at 12 i can't statue okay. limitations <laughs> So that they can go party. And I right. think it helped that there was someone in the kids group that was responsible. Yeah. And, and wanted to be responsible. Why I wanted to be responsible at that age, I don't know. But and you, you were like the bridge. That too. Yeah. Yeah. Between the generations. Mm-hmm. And there's like three generations. My mom, my sisters, and then my nephews right. and me. So yeah, I think they hopefully appreciated that because we had so much fun. And I think that they were able, my sisters were able to have even more fun because I was 
you know, the sister and the aunt mm-hmm. and one of the nieces and nephews. Yeah. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah, it was cool. It's definitely made for a lot of memories. <laughs> Fun times. What about you? Um, I bring the... What do I bring, man? Yeah, what did you bring when you... Well, you were first. Yeah. So what do you think your siblings would say about growing up with you? <laughs> I was no walk in the park. <laughs> I wasn't. I, would, I did not play. But no, um, I think that I brought reason to mm. things, right? Like, And not that my parents like grew us really chaotic. I think that a lot of it was because I said so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we didn't really have reason. Yeah. And I'm a thinker. Yep. And I'm, like, light years ahead of what people may think. You know, like, Mm -hmm. my brain moves differently in that way. And I've always been an old spirit. And I'm always connected with things. Very intuitive child. Like, even from a young age, I just remember thinking a lot. Mm. And so I was able to, like, when my sisters would get in trouble and they would be so upset and distraught by things, like, I was able to provide reason for things. And even now, like, you see the dynamic in my my household and I'm not even in the household where I have to be the reason like Mm -hmm. all right guys let's reason let's rationalize this let's think about it so I was the the brain Mm. the thought leader yeah um before that that was even a thing look at you girl I was out here somebody's (laughs) old ass auntie (laughs) but Um, again you were the bridge too yeah like between your the parent and the rest of your siblings like yeah. Still bridging the gap. Day, <laughs> like, yeah. literally. And, you know, I was the bridge between between old people, too. Like, mm. even when it comes to, like, my grandma and my mom not understanding certain things yeah. that regard her, I'm the bridge there. So yeah. I was always, like, the adult kid bridge. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, the adult kid bridge. Yeah. Because I was, like, my brain was adult, but my body was kid-like. Yep. And so I got what they were saying, even when they didn't say it. Yeah. And I would r- rationalize that to the kids. Mm-hmm. My Even my siblings, not my siblings, my cousins who are like older, you know, 30-somethings right now, yeah. when they don't get things, they'll call me to rationalize mm-hmm. it. I've got cousins who are in their 40s still calling me to rationalize things right. because I'm good at doing that. That's great that they have you. You're welcome. And that they actually reach out. Listen, say it louder for the people in the back. Please. It's great that they have you. Thanks for And me. I'm glad they reach out because yeah. not everyone has that. But no, I feel it because that's me now. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, can we just hire a therapist? <laughs> like, what do we need to do? But no, I'm glad that I can be some sort. And I just take it on. Nobody asks me. I'm yeah. just like, all right, you're not hearing her. She's not hearing you. This is where the disconnect is. Like, let's just get on the same page. Right. Life's short. We don't have time to not be talking to each other. Let's right. just get it together. So, And I'm grateful we have those tools. And I don't know, you know, shout out to the ancestors. Oh, yes. Because one of the things that I remember being able to do is calm myself down. Mm. Very young age. Really? Being able, I yeah. Wish. I wish. Girl. <laughs> when I tell you, like, two things that I did. One was my grounding exercise, which now I know is a grounding exercise, but laying on the floor. Literally grounding. Literally (laughs) grounding myself. Like, I would lay out. And not in a temper tantrum, like, crying way, but just stop anything that I was doing and lay down. Mm -hmm. Like, just out here. Flat line. (laughs) So that was one of the things. The second thing I would do is if I was being emotional... I would go in the shower and I would sit underwater. Mm. Like, shower head on, but I'm sitting in, like, you know, whatever position. And I would hum... Or I would make up songs. Girl. Just an Orisha. Like, <laughs> a living 
ocean. Like, I'm telling you. This is what, the seventh time you've heard that this week? Listen. It's, it's, it's a thing. Our I, ancestors are talking through us. Oh, my like, gosh. Just. And it's crazy that that's what that was. But, like, I vividly remember making up these songs about how I felt. Mm-hmm. Just random songs, getting in trouble, <laughs> or, you know, people lying on me. Like, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I would, it didn't make sense. I did not write them down, but it helped me to, like, figure through it. And by the time I got out of the shower, I was done. Mm. So the water would wash it away, and I would literally sit under the water and sit there and hum or sing a tune. And I would get out and be like, okay, well, guess we're moving on. <laughs> that is you so know? poetic. Uh, yeah, but yes, that, those tools. It was a great, cope, great coping mechanism. Yeah, and so I was able to, my sister, my the rebellious one, we went to school together because we're three. And, so my siblings and I, my two sisters, are three and a half years apart each. Mm-hmm. So I'm three and a half years older than the, the middle one and seven years older than the youngest yes, one. Got it. Um, and so we, the two of us were in school at the same time together for certain points of time. I would be going, I would be getting out, she would be coming in. Okay. But in elementary school, we were together for like two years. Oh, God. Eh? Most traumatic two years of my life. <laughs> I could not stay in class. They called me like every five seconds, Kenesha, like, your sister's not listening to anyone. Could you come downstairs and talk to her? And I would be able to like give her tools to calm down. Mm-hmm. And that was me being like a mom in like fifth grade. Like, yeah. All right, girl, deep breaths aren't working. Right. What's the issue? What do we do? What do we talk about? Like, literally talking to her like someone's a dog. Mm. And, and now that I'm older, I'm just doing it on a bigger scale yeah. for dip, deeper issues mm-hmm. and trying to, like, rationalize. So, we're lucky. Not lucky, because luck doesn't play a part here. But we are fortunate enough to have had those experiences Definitely. and given the tools that skipped generations. Yes. They did. Because I was looking like, so you're how old? <laughs> and didn't I get that? <laughs> you know? But, uh, but it's not for everyone. And like you said, in time, yeah. we get those things. So that's that's really dynamic of us. Yeah. And I appreciate the learning and unlearning that we're doing <sighs> from our childhood. Uh, that we can have kids that don't have to recover from their childhood. Listen. That is the goal here. So We're going to talk about that on another. Unlearning. Yeah, unlearning. That's I think that's a topic on our board. It's, but it's gonna if, be right if it's not. <laughs> um, but yeah, we we touched based on that when we were having conversation, and we definitely want to get deeper in that. But another yeah. thing about you know birth order is unlearning things, right? And I stopped my siblings from getting the things that I got. Mm. What do you mean? Like when I was taught things because I knew that they were wrong okay. because I got tested. And I failed at it. The beta child. Yeah. Beta testing ass. I was out here like, man, had all the germs first. You know, I got everything. (laughs) So I already knew right. Um, All the ointments and shit was done on me. Trial and error over here. But um, yeah, I was able to like wean my sisters off of that thought process. Even when my parent was telling them that this is what it was. I'm like, don't do it. Mm. don't do it girl I'm telling you that that's not the way to go yeah she doesn't know because she's far removed from the situation she's 30 years our senior like mm. let me tell you the truth yep and so as I got older my sisters began to see and so they they don't have to unlearn as many things as I had to which is great that's, I think that's excellent and that's what I'm 
attempting to be now that I'm closer yeah physically to um my family that's my attempt for my nieces and nephews mm. because they are matriculating through that age yep. where they still have we all have time to learn and unlearn but it's easier the younger you are when you catch them yeah mm-hmm. when you catch and I'm <laughs> catching so many yeah. things so I'm like all right well that's not the route we want to go in yeah and I don't want you to have to struggle through it like I did right here's the easy way here's the cheat sheet there you go and I think that's um a great benefit of being older and having people or younger siblings and family members under you so if you are that person in your family think about your your place because that's a powerful position to be in it is and you might not be where you want to be you might not um you know have gotten to the place in your life where you feel you should be but you have a lot to offer to the younger generation so let them know and we have to find ways to give it to them without feeling like it's making it seem like it's advice. Yep. Sometimes it just needs to be a conversation right. or have them open up to you and then you give your two cents and then it's like a seed being planted mm-hmm. in their head and maybe they don't get it the first time. Maybe it's after the 17th conversation, mm-hmm. but just opening it up, I think makes all the difference in the world. And asking the right questions. I yeah. feel like that was one of the things my probing skills were on point. Mm. Um, and I got to know my sisters by asking questions, but also by just being observant. Yeah, I watch like a hawk. I am super perceptive to things. And so I just watched their movements and I was like, copy. Mm. Got it. Yeah. I see how you move. I see what you like. I see what makes you tick. I know what you thrive off of. I know all of these things. And so that that ended up working out to my benefit because I was able to see them for who they were and meet them where they are. And I do that to this day. That's dope. Yeah, man. Shout out to you. Shout out to us. Shout out. I was about to say that. We are pretty good Shout siblings. out to us. <laughs> we You're welcome. Uh, God. We they, you know what? Something. Back then they didn't want me. Now I'm hot. They all on me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Mike Jones. Ah! On that note, <laughs> that's a wrap, this people. This has been another episode of You Thought It, We Said It. Yeah, man. Join the conversation. Hit us up on social media. We are at You Thought It, We Said It. Our individual social media profiles are at Kanisha B. McIntosh, and I'm at Nia Imani with an E. Mm-hmm. And you can send us a message, um, yeah. an email via. Gmail, we are you thought, you thought it, we said it, it at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast. We're on every platform you can think of, I believe. Yep. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. Yeah. Tune in. Make sure you keep up with us. Uh, listen to all of our previous episodes. We've got a ton of them. And of course, every Wednesday, you can catch us on Instagram Live, Woo! our live podcast episode. Follow at the HBCU app and at Proud. The number two, be black underscore, so that you can watch our shenanigans live and interact yes. with us uh, almost in person, virtually. Right. Uh, and, and those episodes aren't saved. So you got to be there for the episode in order to hear what we're talking and about. And it's a damn good time, if I do say so it myself. Really is. Yeah, I got a we have a lot of fun. We do. And we have some really fun stuff coming up soon. I'm oh my God. So excited. I can't even contain it's it. It's too much. Our brains like, we are wired differently. Wait till y'all see these Wednesday episodes. They're gonna come up. So pay attention. Yes. Be there for them. <laughs> but um, thanks again for supporting us. We definitely appreciate all of your hard work. Let us know about your birth order. Let us know where you are, where you fall in line. What you think, what qualities, how your siblings t- t- felt about you, all of those great things. We yeah. just want to know everything about your life because 
we're interested. Yeah. We'll probably put a poll up on the, um, you thought it, we said it, Instagram page too. So check out the story. That'll be fun. Yeah. Ooh, we like polls. Yeah, we do. All right, beautiful people. It's a wrap. Thanks again for joining us and we'll see you next time. Later. Later.